what's going on guys it's been a minute but i'm back with another pod um basically on this pod gonna talk uh about the draft a little bit of the prospects a little bit of uh what the 49ers are gonna do at three i think a lot of people a lot of people really need to relax i mean i i i in fact i'll go ahead i'll go into that first um you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait. The draft first is Thursday night. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, we know, is going number one. After that, it gets a little murky. Um, the consensus is Zach Wilson will go number two, but that's no guarantee. The one thing that I've learned in all these years is to never listen to the media, okay? Because they literally know nothing, <laughs> okay? Whatever they're being told by people, some of the things you might be able to trust, for instance, Everybody is saying that the 49ers are going to take Max Jones, Mac Jones from Alabama. That's pretty much how you know that that's not true. <laughs> the 49ers have never done anything that the media thought they were going to do since Shanahan and Lynch have been there. Case in point, last year's draft, everybody said, C.D. Lamb, um, uh, what, what was it, C.D. Lamb and... and, and um, Why can't I think of this kid's name? Um, Jerry Judy. Um, and then the other kid. I can't even I can't even remember his name. Uh, yeah, Henry Ruggs. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Everybody thought the 49ers were going to take one of those three players. Maybe even Jordan Jefferson. I wanted us to take Jordan Jefferson. I was on record saying that. Um, I, I put a bunch of tweets out saying I thought he was going to be a steal because nobody was talking about him. Nobody. And he was by far the most productive receiver of that 2020 class. But sure enough, he goes to 20, winds up winning ride receiver rookie of the year. Shocker, right? And so we wind up taking Brandon Nayuk. Everybody was mad. Ken Law, too. Ken Law was a big one. Everybody was upset about that, but you have to keep your strengths your strength. Remember the context of Shanahan's word yesterday. Everybody thinks that, oh, they're going to take somebody and trade Jimmy G at the draft. No. Shanahan said, we're looking for a starting quarterback. He didn't say, we're looking for a starting quarterback for 2020. We're looking for a starting quarterback for this season. No. He said, we're looking for a starting quarterback. Now, why would he say that? We said that because what he's essentially saying is, if Jimmy G gets hurt, we need somebody who can step in and get the job done. That all but confirms the pick is not going to be Mac Jones. Because the consensus was you could get Jones at 12. Right? He doesn't have as much upside as Lance or uh, Justin Fields. And, again, other, other things that you can point to. Other than Nick Bosa, which was the most obvious pick in the world, the media has been way more wrong than right about the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, where'd that trade come from? Everybody predicted that, right? Right. Uh, Drafting even Ken Law. I I was surprised that nobody picked that. (laughs) Because I just thought at the end of the day, even if Buckner had been there, obviously trading Buckner helped that because I was like, okay, that's a massive hole. You're going to have to somehow get that back. And that's what they did. They did get that back by, by drafting Kinlaw, who I think will be better in year two. But Shanahan never does 
what everybody thinks he's going to do. And even to prove that, even in games, he doesn't do that. Oh, we think they're going to run out the clock. We'll run the football. We do throw. <laughs> like Shanahan and Lynch are the ultimate wild cards. Now, for me, even if the pick is Mac Jones, I don't think the pick is going to be Mac Jones because everybody in meet has been saying it. I feel like, hey, if they trade it up to three, I don't think that pick is going to be Mac Jones. Now, with that said, who do I want it to be? I'd prefer it be Trey Lance because I think he's got more upside. But there's also the, the, the slim possibility they don't take a quarterback, which, you know, I if I were the 49ers, I would probably trade down. This guy's wearing a 49ers shirt as he walks by. I would trade down, and then I would... And when I say trade down, I mean stay inside the top 10 because you know you can still get a quarterback. Because what if the 49ers don't want any of the three quarterbacks, right? Remember, they said we're looking for a starting quarterback. They didn't say that they were going to take that guy at three necessarily. They could wind up taking Kyle Pitts and then take a quarterback in later rounds. Nobody would like that, though, right? And I don't care. I, I The 49er fan base really needs to relax. Everybody's like, oh, I'm getting stressed out, and I'm going to start drinking and all that. Dude, it's a draft pick. But I think that this is where fandom goes too far. When you're when the organization or team that you like makes a decision that you do not like, you have two choices. You can either accept it and move on, or you can do what most fans do, which is complain pretty much the entire time that it was the wrong thing to do and threaten to boycott your own team, even if you've been rooting for them for 20 or 30 years. That's what I think of that. <laughs> because at the end of the day, they're not looking at ESPN. They're not looking at you know all these talk shows and all this other stuff. That's why I still believe, I would probably say, if you have to ask me, Personally, I'd say there's about a 15 to 20% chance the 49ers don't even take a quarterback at three. Now, that can include taking another player. That can include trading down. Because, remember, the number three pick is valuable because the number three pick essentially rules the draft. Right? Let's keep something in mind about Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay? They do have him under contract for two more years. All right? Now, you can pay your quarterback right you can draft a quarterback then you'll have two quarterbacks that you're paying somewhere around the range of 30 35 40 million dollars right and the number three pick essentially decides what the rest of the draft looks like obviously there's some teams there that are not going to take uh, quarterbacks The Falcons, another team that can dictate how the draft goes. They have Matt Ryan sitting there, right? But you have no idea what they're going to do, right? Cincinnati's not taking a quarterback. Miami has said they're not taking a quarterback. Detroit is not taking a quarterback. Carolina may or may not take a quarterback. Denver's definitely taking a quarterback if it's there. Dallas, no. The Giants, no. Philly, 
probably not unless somebody really falls that they like. Right? And then it's it's all downhill from there. The Patriots are sitting at 15. I could see them jumping up. I could see the Patriots jumping up to three. Talk about teams that are prime candidates to trade. Because one of the things that Shanahan is doing by keeping everything close to the vest, nobody really, do, don't believe anything the media tells you. They don't know what the 49ers are going to do. They've shown that throughout their history. They have no idea. They have absolutely no idea. And it, to prove to you that they have no clue about the 49ers, what did they say about Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, he's a bum. He's not good. And he's, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Because we got, we got to the Super Bowl because Jimmy was doing handoffs the entire season, right? And even when the defensive line was hurt for those five or six weeks and, and our fate was really decided in those games where Jimmy G went five or one, right? We uh, got to number one seed by half a game because of Jimmy G, right? Okay. He's a bum, though. He's a bum. Now, personally, I think he's going to ball out this season. Because I think putting a quarterback behind him, if that is the move, all it's going to do is motivate him. And that's good. That, it should. It should motivate him. Show everybody. Show everybody what you really are, right? The same guy you showed in 2019, right? And and he's no, no quarterback is perfect. I think that's the thing. Social media has gotten so that people get wrapped up in upside and possibility. To me, it reminds me of when you have what is called the hope strategy, right? Maybe you go out, maybe you're dating, maybe you get, or, or maybe you want to date, maybe you get married. Maybe you say, I'm looking for that right one. Well, that's fine. But when you start looking at divorce laws and the statistics as to divorce 80%, uh, 80, the divorce laws are not 80%, but it's closer to 60%. Is that good enough for you? Is that something you want to take a chance on, right? And then there's a lot more statistics that, that support that. But to have the hope strategy and think that, oh, it's going to be different for me. We're, we're not in that generation anymore. And so what the media has done is create that. When it comes to these quarterbacks, ju you would think Justin Fields was the second coming of, of either Trevor Lawrence, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Justin Fields right now, according to 49ers Twitter, is a Hall of Famer. That's the way they talk about him. <laughs> and it's it's absolutely insane but that's the media that's what they do they portray these prospects in such a way that all you see are the good plays all you see are the long throws down the field all you see uh it, it, you know 49 fans complain about mac jones oh every time i see him he's throwing behind his receiver his receivers are making spectacular catches what you think every throw in the nfl is a perfect spectacular throw Let me ask you a question. How many perfect throws did Aaron Rodgers have in the fourth quarter against the Bucks in the NFC Championship game when they scored three points? Like, quarterbacking is a difficult business. It doesn't matter who you play for. Okay? So, Mac Jones is the most pro-ready. Yes, he is the most pro-ready. And if that's who Shanahan decides is going to be the quarterback of the, for, or of the future, not the foreseeable future, but the future, then us as fans, we have no, no choice but to trust it. Again, because the media says that, I'm going to assume that it's not Mac Jones. But 
we have to start. I, I just think people don't look at things realistically anymore. That mm-hmm. That's really the point that I'm trying to bring up, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's uh, Justin Fields, whether it's uh, uh, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. All these quarterbacks are not going to work out. Actually, history says one in five will work out, maybe two in five at best, right? Now, the recent quarterback class of, I believe, 2018 – uh, Lamar, Josh Allen, um, Sam Darnold. Um, I am forgetting somebody on that list. But that's a little different. You had three quarterbacks from that class work out, but Josh Rosen didn't. Sam Darnold so far hasn't. And, and it, it has a lot to do with where you're drafted, what what kind of scheme do you get put in. Chris Carter, he made a really good point last year when he was on First Things First. They were debating, Right. If Dak Prescott went to a different place, would he still put up numbers? And the answer is no. 99% of NFL players are system players. The people who make me laugh the most are the people who say, if Alex Smith got drafted to the Packers, he would, if Aaron Rodgers got drafted to the 49ers, he wouldn't have turned out like Alex Smith did. Are you insane? Do you understand this man went through seven different head coaches? Like, are you actually that stupid? <laughs> no quarterback succeeds under that. You do not see quarterbacks succeed when there is all this change going on. Ask Cleveland. Why doesn't Cleveland ever have a good starting quarterback? Now, you can say Baker, yeah. But as I told somebody the other day, Baker is one of those people who I have to wait and see on. I've seen three years. His first two years, he threw 40 interceptions. All right? Last year, he threw 10. So I'm going to wait. Because two bad years and one good year does not make him a good quarterback. <laughs> Even if that, but again, what do we have? Recency bias, right? Well, last year, he, that's all nice and good, but you don't prove your worth in a year. Right? So, again, we got to relax when it comes to these prospects. Even if we wind up drafting who everybody wants. Let's say it's Justin Fields. Okay? Let's say it's Justin Fields. The odds of him working out, still not that high. Now, with that said, with that said, anyone who gets drafted to the 49ers has a better chance of working out simply because you have an offensive coach, a quarterback coach, and you have weapons inside that system. A guy who's continuously trying to work on making sure the O-line is there. The defense is pretty good. So, yeah, that quarterback has a shot. But going to the Jets, you got Robert Saleh. He's a defensive head coach. Is he going to put his quarterback in the right positions that not only develops him, right, that puts the right playbook around him, puts the right weapon? Because Jets don't have any weapons, right? Does he Does he have a line? Is he going to be protected? You know, is he going to use his athleticism too much, right? Is he ever going to develop off being a one-read guy, right? So we go back to this, this question about would Dak be good anywhere? No, it depends on your system. And the system that Dak came up in his very first year, he had probably the best offensive line in football, probably the best running back in football, and he had receivers to boot. The benefit for him was Tony Romo was still in the meeting room. I would have retired too if I was Tony Romo because they screwed him. Dak has not improved over the last four years. And now he's coming off a major injury. But the media tells you he's elite. 
Okay, so why is it that he has elite numbers, but it hasn't translated to winning? Oh, well, that's the defense's fault. Okay, so when Jason Garrett was here, it was all his fault, right? So when are the excuses going to stop? This is the stuff I'm talking about, right? At what point do you say Aaron Rodgers has had a trash defense all these years, and yet somehow over 70% of the time he finds a way to get to the playoffs? Is Dak in a in a in a tough division? Is he is are the Chiefs in his division? The Packers, the Saints, the Rams, right? I, I mean, the Bucks. Are, does he have some elite team in his division? No, he's had the worst division four years in a row. Only won it twice. Twice in five years, he's won the division. By the way, barely. The first time, not barely. Because he had a stacked team around him, including good defense. The next four years, when you say, this is our guy, he can elevate players. He can make everybody else better. He can make Blake Jarwin good. And then you win a division once in the last four years. Barely. Came down the last two games of the season. Yeah, but he's elite, right? <laughs> I mean, I just, at, at the end of the day, guys, it is it is a crapshoot. Okay. So no matter who your team is, all right, no matter who your team is, when you have a quarterback, it is difficult. Carolina trades for Sam Darnold. Now, I like Matt Rule, but they're going to have to get this kid some weapons. They're going to have to retrain his mind, basically. Because one of the problems with Sam Darnold was he was getting hit all the time. And, when, and that messes with you. Ask David Carr, right? Like... When you start getting hit and you keep getting hit, all of a sudden it's difficult to develop. Because you're trying to process so fast, assuming that the pressure is going to be there. And in Carolina, I don't know what their line looks like. I know he's got Christian McCaffrey. That's all I know. I know he's got an offensive coach. So he might have something better than what he had in Adam Gase, who I'm not going to completely knock Adam Gase because even as bad as the Jets looked, Let's just be perfectly honest and realize they don't have anything. They have a decent offensive line. They're all young guys on the O-line. They had no weapons. Like, how exactly is a quarterback supposed to thrive? <laughs> no running game? I mean, you had Frank Gore back there. No disrespect to Frank Gore. I hope he joins the Niners this year on a one-year deal. But, I mean, the guy's 40, basically, in running back terms. So you got no running game. You got no offensive line. You got no anything. But he's supposed to be a franchise quarterback under those conditions. I'm sorry. Let me give the Jets another buzzer. Because they've been doing this now since Rex Ryan has left the building. Okay? And now they're going to try it again with Zach Wilson. I hope they don't ruin this kid. I really do. Or whoever it is. Whoever's the pick. It depends on what your organization's plan is moving forward. And I think the media has a large part to do in that too. Because no longer do teams just stick with the guy through his full rookie year contract. They don't do that, for the most part, 95% of them. So literally, a guy gets two years. That's it. He gets two years. He gets two years to prove what he is to the fans, to the organization, and then the media craps on him, unless he's Dak Prescott. I, I, I'm still amazed at that one. But, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, that's how it is. Some guys who are really good QBs get screwed. Jimmy G, he's a really good QB. He just can't get it. He, he, he's, he, he's got to stay healthy, though. He's got to stay healthy. This is his opportunity, though. And what I hope 
for Jimmy G is that it doesn't turn into a Tony Romo situation where I've got the best team I might have ever had around me, but I get hurt in a preseason game. This young rookie steps in and my job is gone forever. I sincerely hope that does not happen to him. But we'll see. That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And remember, this is Cover Six Flex. I'm Edmund. And remember, drafting a quarterback has more to do with the situation the quarterback is put in rather than who the guy actually is. If you're not put in a good situation, it doesn't matter how much talent you may have. It doesn't matter how much ability you might have. Chances are you're not going to succeed.